Hello, mama. I'm here and the birds are chirping outside. I kind of hope you can hear it because it's just so lovely. The sun is shining. It's February, but it's been like in the 80s in Southern California. So <laughs> my kids and I played in our little uh, plastic pool in our backyard yesterday and it was so amazing. I forgot how good summer feels, even though it's spring or winter. I don't even know what it technically is, but <laughs> it's so lovely. So I feel great about that. And I'm doing good. I just, it's been a hard week and it's kind of perfect timing really, because the, what I'm going to talk about today is something that's been on my heart for uh, a few months, at least to, to talk to you guys about. Cause just one of those moments where God hit me over the head and I was like, Oh my goodness. And it's kind of a uh, perfect though painful timing because I'm in the middle of struggling with this. So <laughs> God is funny, but it'll be good. Uh, before we jump in, though, I just wanted to remind some of you that have been listening and you are seeking healing in your life, that you, the reason that you came to this podcast is because you need some healing. You need to figure out why you keep doing the same things over and over again. You need to figure out why you can't get out of this anxiety, why you can't enjoy motherhood, what all the things are happening. You just are swarming in chaos and overwhelm all of the time. And if that's you and these podcasts have been speaking to you, I would love to help coach you. For a while, I've had such a limited amount of seats open for coaching because I've been trying to, you know, develop the podcast and the business and get the online program going and all of these things. And so finally, I have a little bit more capacity. And so I really want to speak to this again because the coaching I have been doing has been so incredible. Uh, these mamas have been doing the hard work of dealing with all of their feelings and dealing with how they're coping. And, you know, the foundation of what we do in coaching is utilizing the restoration theory model. And if you haven't heard those episodes, really encourage you to go back and listen. Uh, episodes 15 through 20, I believe. And this is kind of the foundation of how I see the world now. It's a theory that uh, one of my professors actually created when I was in grad. Well, he didn't create it while I was in grad school. I learned about it in grad school and uh, I just fell in love with it. It's biblically based and it just creates this system so that you can understand yourself and other people in every interaction. I can't tell you how freeing and life-changing it is. And um, out of it, I also teach you a tool to literally rewire your brain. And so you're actually creating new patterns for yourself and getting out of the old ones. And so that's the foundation. But we also, after that, you know, dive into our relationships and whatever relationships you're struggling in, in your marriage and your with your kids, um, just with walking through life without just feeling anxious and overwhelmed. Uh, we can dive in spiritually. One of my favorite things to do because I'm as you've heard a million times, so passionate about Jesus and what he has done for me and what I believe he wants to do for you. And so, um, you know, whatever focus you want to take, that's, that's the direction we go. And the, the results have just been incredible seeing people's lives transformed. Uh, every time when someone is done with coaching, they come out with such greater clarity about what God is speaking to them and where he's calling them to and they can understand, you know, these, uh, old behaviors and why they were struggling in certain relationships. And I'll be sharing some testimonials with you soon, but I just wanted today just to remind you, reach out, email support at morningmama.co and I can send you the rates. 
And I just would love to. So pray about it. If this is uh, something that you feel like is on your heart, that the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding you to, make sure you reach out. And it's an investment, but the best things in life are an investment. And literally every person that I have coached has been uh, sent to me by the Holy Spirit. There's been a word from someone else. There's been uh, a moment in prayer where uh, Holy Spirit brings my name to their heart. You know, So make sure you're listening to that voice and, and responding to it because if he's leading you here, he has something for you. And I would love to be a part of your journey in that. And yeah, I'm so excited. So make sure you email me and we can chat more. Um, But without further ado, after all of that, let's hop into today's episode that's very challenging, but hopefully encouraging. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Okay, Mama, I don't know if you ever struggle with complaining. (laughs) I hope you're raising your hand because I feel like this is most of us at some point in our lives, in some seasons, in some relationships, like complaining just feels like it's the only way to live. It's like the only way to see things. It's something that we need to be healthy and I don't agree with that, but I know we can feel like that, right? Like this, this idea of venting and getting it off our chest. And I have fallen into that many a times. And like I said, uh, this episode is especially difficult because I'm catching myself now as I, as I record this, thinking of my complaining from the week and it's been a rough week and looking at the area of complaining, I'm not going to go into it because my, my policy is just that I don't go into things that I'm right in the middle of. I don't believe that's honoring to myself or the people around me. And, um, I also don't think I have clarity to help you walk through it because I'm still trying to figure it out. So I'm protecting all of us here. So I'm not going to go in depth, but I'm sure I'll share it with you down the line. Um, but what I can share with you is that I was struggling and I didn't, I didn't even know what to call it this until, like I said today, <laughs> I was struggling with complaining. And here's the thing. Complaining actually doesn't help us. I do believe that we need people in our lives that uh, we can talk to and be real with and and share our struggles with, but with the intention that they're going to point us back to Jesus, that they're going to encourage us and challenge us and not just uh, add fuel to the fire and make it blow up, right? Uh, Make it worse by, yeah, man, that's horrible. I can't believe that happened, you know, but actually like challenging us to step back in 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 a different perspective. And so all that to say, like complaining on its own, I actually don't believe is, is helpful, but here's, there's a bigger thing I want to share with you today because you've, you've probably kind of have an idea about that. Um, but there's this passage in scripture and it helped me understand the reason why I complain and it kind of smacked me in the face. So I'm excited to share it with you today. Um, this comes from Hebrews 3, 15 through 19. And it's talking about the Israelites when they, you know, got out of Egypt, they were freed, but now they're wandering in the desert. And 
if you remember, they're just complaining. Like they're complaining. They, they basically say they want to go back because at least, you know, back in slavery, they had food to eat and places to sleep. And, you know, they're just in the middle of complaining. And so, you know, when I'd read this in the past, I had never really uh, realized the reason they were complaining. I just thought they were, I don't know, just like us, like, like they just were, well, no, really. I mean, honestly, I don't know if you struggle with this, but often when I read the Bible, I kind of judge people. I'm like, how could you do that? You made an idol out of, out of gold. That is so silly. A, ca- a golden calf, like what's that going to do? But really, you know, that's not a way that we want to read the Bible because these people that we can so easily judge from the outside are often struggle with the exact same things that we struggle with. You know, we, we don't make golden calves anymore, but what idols do we have in our lives? Is it, is it money? Is it, um, comfort, right? We've talked a little bit about idols around here and like we make idols all the time. They just, uh, aren't, always physical and usually not made of gold, though gold might be what one of our idols is. (laughs) So we really, when we're reading the Bible, want to try and put ourselves in their shoes because most likely we would have been right there with them. And that's one of the things God wants to show us as we read the Bible is to highlight these, these parts of us that, uh, you know, when we read about someone else's story, we can pinpoint and be like, oh, that's where they went wrong. They shouldn't have done that. And But as we see that, instead of judging, we want to kind of apply it to our own life and say, oh, where did I do this in my life? Oh, that's where I went wrong, right? And so God can kind of use his word to highlight these areas in our lives. And so we want to allow the scripture to do this. So, you know, really when I, when I read of the Israelites, you know, when I was reading it in the wrong way and I was judging them, I'm like, oh my gosh, they are so ungrateful. Why are they complaining? God just freed them from slavery. You know, he says there's a, a promise and a hope for where he's taking them. They are just horrible, <laughs> right? Have you ever judged them for that? Like I just don't understand why they're complaining. Well, let's read this scripture because it's going to give us a little clue into why they were complaining and why we complain because, again, we can't really remove ourselves from this. We're right in it with them. So starting in verse 15, it says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. For who were those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not all those who left Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he provoked for 40 years, right? Remember, they spent 40 years in the desert wandering because they were complaining and they were being rebellious. Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? Remember, they uh, were told that they were going to go to the promised land, but because of their uh, sin and their complaining and unfaithfulness, they were told they will, those, that, those, that group of people would not get to see the promised land. And so they ended up dying in the wilderness. And Uh, Picking up in verse 18, it says, And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. There it is. There it is. This is what hit me over the head. It says, So we see that they were unable to, to enter, to enter the promised land, because of unbelief. And I read that and I was like, oh my goodness, this is it. Because I didn't realize before, it doesn't say they were unable to enter because they complained, right? They didn't say they're unable to enter because uh, they were rebellious, right? But it's, it's telling us the source of that rebellion. It's telling us the source of that complaining and it's unbelief, 
right? Because they were called into the desert. They were set free. And God said, I am bringing you to the promised land. He told them that he gave them the vision for where he was taking them. He made them a promise, but they lost sight of that promise. And as they lost sight of that promise, that's where the complaining and the rebellion emerged. And so this is it guys. Unbelief is the source of all complaining. They didn't just complain because they were uh, rude and ungrateful. They complained because they didn't believe. So, wow, complaining is a symptom of unbelief. Don't say it's so. I don't really like this because that means that every time I go to complain, it means that I'm not trusting God. It means that I'm, you know, rejecting his promise to me. It means that I'm, uh, you know, letting go. I'm being rebellious to the word he has given me. Which also means like, uh, as much as I would like to think sometimes it's valid, my complaining is never valid because it's just the symptom that I'm not believing him, the symptom that I'm not believing his word. Oh, that one hurts. That one hurts a lot. Oh, especially remember I'm in the middle of this right now. So if you're feeling convicted, I'm sitting right there next to you. Hi, friend. (laughs) We're in this together. But here's, there's also some good news with this. So you know, if, if complaining is a symptom of unbelief, that also is a reminder that your complaining doesn't need to be there, right? And so that means that God has a solution and we're just not believing it. We've lost sight of it. Now, I know you can, you know, in your mind know that, yeah, you know, if you're not thinking of something specific, like, sure, God, okay, he has a plan. He's going to take care of me. And so it's easy to kind of see that in the moment, but let's go to an area where you've been struggling with complaining. I want you to think about it. Where have you been struggling? Is it with your kids? Is it in your marriage? Maybe it's dealing with the house and the chores and all that there is with being a mom. What, what area is it? Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's your job. What area have you been struggling with complaining in? Now I want you to think about it because I know because I'm there with you. When I I think about the specifics of that area, I'm like, uh, but no, uh, I am justified in my complaining. Let me give you 38 reasons why. (laughs) I can map them all out for you in this moment, right? It could be so easy to justify like, no, I have a right to be complaining about this. Look at all of the ways that this is not right. Look at all of the things this person's doing or look at all the things that are unfair about this situation, right? And if we go back to the Israelites wandering in the the wilderness, like, okay, I could see that. Like they were really hungry for a minute, you know, before the manna began appearing, and they were, they were really thirsty and they were really tired and, you know, getting out of slavery, they already kind of went into that season exhausted, right? There was no real rest there. They were already overworked and now they're just going straight into this season of having to walk all the time and not having food. And, you know, anytime you're away from your bed, right? I'm always, I always fall into complaining when I'm away from my bed. I love being at home and the comforts of home. And so, you know, while home wasn't completely comfortable because they were slaves, it was more comfortable than the wilderness. And so they could have written a a 50 page document to God telling him all of the reasons they're complaining is justified and and why it's, it's not okay what, that he brought them there, right? And even if you think about their mindset, like 
why they, they probably were thinking, well, why don't you just make it happen, God? Like, why do we have to go through all these things? Like, why do we have to be hungry? Why do we have to walk? What, what is the purpose of all of this? Right? And we can get this narrow focus and only see from our own per- limited human perspective and can totally justify our complaining. But because our, pl- uh, our complaining is a symptom of not believing, that means that w- with all of these things that we struggle with, God has said something about them. Now, I don't know if you've gotten a specific word about these things. Now, the, the thing I'm struggling with, I have gotten a specific word from God about it, and yet I still find myself complaining, right? Uh, and so now every time I complain, I'm going to remember like, oh gosh, I'm losing sight of this. Uh, th- I'm, I'm walking in unbelief. God has spoken this over me in this situation, and I already have that. He's already given me the promise why am I complaining? Right. And so maybe there's something God has specifically spoken to you over this situation and maybe not, you know, that's okay too, because here's the thing. The Bible holds everything that we need. The Bible has all of the answers and God surely has said something in the Bible that relates to your situation. Like this verse, for example, that I quote all the time, because it's a verse that I need to carry in my pocket. Otherwise, I struggle. (laughs) It's Philippians 4, 6. It says, do not be anxious about anything, right? Anxious can be worry. And isn't that part of our complaining, right? We have this worry about it being resolved. We have this worry that it's always going to be this way. So do not be anxious about anything. It's out of our control, right? Um, But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So there, it doesn't even matter if the, God has specifically spoken over the situation. He has spoken in this. As you complain, that is stepping into anxiety. That is, you know, it might not be anxiety in terms of you uh, feeling nervous and, you know, your heart racing like we think about with anxiety, but it, it is in terms of like there is some form of worry. There is some form of not trusting God because you're focused on all these negative things and this worry that it's, again, it's not going to, it's always going to be this way. It's never going to change. This worry that you're not going to be able to get through the day, this anxiety that it's too much for you to handle, right? And so that is complaining. And so he's essentially saying we can even input complaining instead of anxious. Do not complain about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so what it means, this is the good news, guys. This is good. With everything we're complaining about, God has an answer. God has a solution. There is something that we we are believing in the wrong things. In that moment of complaining, we have this unbelief about who God is and what he can do, right? God says he can do anything. He is more powerful. He sees us and knows us. He knows the details of who we are. He sees every bit of our situations and he loves us. And it says he's a good father that gives good gifts to his children. And so we know the truth right? We know the truth. That's, that's where we need to fix our belief that that's who God is. And so he's got this all under control. But in that moment of complaining, we lose sight of that. We lose sight of who our God is and we fall into this trap of complaining. And so what I want you to begin to see is one, when you're complaining, this means that you're not believing in who God is. You're not believing you've lost sight of the big picture. You've lost sight of the hope that God promises. So I want you to think about your specific situation right now. What have you lost sight of? 
What, what is it that you are believing and, and almost believing bigger than God? Like when you complain, you're believing that situation. Those things are bigger than God. And then that leads us to our second part that I want you to think of is, you know, first, okay, what am I, uh, to recognize I'm, I'm not believing in God. What am I making bigger? But then also to then shift and say, okay, if I'm not believing, what should I believe? What does God call me to believe in this situation? What does he say about it? What is his solution for this? Now, his solution might not be what we want it to be, right? The Israelites, they had their own idea of what a solution was. And God had a different idea. But God knows what we need more than we can ever know. He knows us more deeply than we know ourselves. And he is bigger picture thinking to know what we need to get to where he's calling us to go, right? And sometimes what that means is that he's calling us to, to be equipped for where he's calling us. It means we're going to have to go through some, some hard stuff because that hard stuff strengthens us, right? We go back to our favorite verse, uh, James 1, 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of various kinds, so you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, right? It's the best and the worst. But those trials are not meant to be a source of your complaining. They're not meant to uh, make you look and, and think about all the ways that things aren't going right. They're actually meant to be a source of joy. Oh, I said it. They're meant to be a source of joy because through those things, when we allow God to work, he can turn those into exactly who we need to be. He he transforms those seasons that shape us and mold us into who he's calling us to be and to the person we, we really all really want to be, right? We want to be these loving, amazing, strong, courageous people that are changing the world, right? Like, does that not sound amazing? But then we're not willing to do the hard work and be in the pain and go through the trials and do it without complaining, speaking to myself still. <laughs> so what if we approach complaining differently? You know, because I'm not saying to just shut up and don't tell anyone what you're feeling, what you're going through, because you need to invite people in on the journey. You need to have leaders. You need to have uh, healthy, strong friends that are going to point you back to Jesus. You need to talk about this stuff. You shouldn't just shove it down and not face it. But we need to do it in the right way. And sometimes that means going to God and talking about it. Um, And sometimes it does mean going to a leader or a friend, any of those. But what if we approached it differently? Instead of just complaining and dumping, right? We actually, in that, give them permission to speak into us. We say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with, blah, blah, blah. My kids will not listen to me. And I just feel overwhelmed. I feel like I'm failing as a mom. I feel like I can never do the right thing. I feel like this is never going to end. I feel like there's, you know, (laughs) we can go on, right? Instead of just going on and on about that and saying there's no hope and, you know, a tendency would be for them to agree with you. What if you set them up to, to help you? What if you said, and hey, I feel all this, which which I know means that I've lost sight of what God says about this and what God says about me. So can you help remind me what God says? I'm, I'm really feeling stuck in this and I can't see past it. Will you help me believe? Will you help remind me of God's truth? 
Like, right. How much more would that set us up to have healthy conversations with our friends? And, you know, cause we all want to have the kind of friends that challenge us and point us back to Jesus. But even, you know, even the strongest of us can struggle with this because, you know, especially in our world that tells us not to give advice to people and tells us just to accept people's truths and, you know, never direct them or, you know, point them in a different direction. It feels horrible. It feels awkward to do that, but we need it. That's, really what God calls us to. And so what if we set them up for that so they don't have to try and work around it and try and sneak in a a pointer and they can actually just speak directly to us and and tell us what we need. And then that also sets our hearts right up, our our hearts upright, because now we're, we're reminding ourselves that this is what we need, that actually everything we're saying, even though it's what we're feeling and what we're going through, it's not the truth. It's based in this unbelief that we have found ourselves in. And so it's a reminder to ourselves and the other person that we need to fix our eyes back on the belief, back on the hope, back on what God says, on his truth. So I hope that you can look at the situation that you're in the middle of. And I encourage you to, you know, right now, if you can do this with God, go and pray to him say what what I just said about struggling and ask him to remind you of his truth. Ask him to speak life into that situation. Ask him to give you a verse to, to stand on. And if you're really struggling, go to go and ask the same thing to a friend. Because remember, the consequence of unbelief is that we don't get the promises that God has for us. We've we got to fight to believe and, and hope and, and wade through the mess because that's the only way to get to the promised land. We have to keep our belief fixed on him and our sight fixed on his big promises and on his hope. So I encourage you, whatever area you're struggling with, I'm going to do it with you. <laughs> Go and have these conversations with God and your friends and fix your eyes back on God's promises and what he says is true. And let me just pray for you. God, I thank you for this clarity, God, that we can look at this concept of complaining from the lens that you give us, God, that Complaining can feel good in a moment, but really just leads to death and destruction and and is this symptom of something much bigger that we're not believing. And so, God, I just pray that everyone that's hearing this, God, I know there's real situations going on in their life that are hard and heavy and not easy, God, but I know that you have trusted them with that situation, God, that you haven't caused it, God, but you've allowed it and you're there right with them. And you want to bring good out of that very situation that is hard and painful, God, but they have to believe again. And so I I just pray for courage to believe again, even when we've been disappointed, even when we've been hurt, God, I pray that faith would rise up in every ear that's listening, God, that you would just give them an extra helping of faith, Lord, that they would be able to see and believe for the bigger picture and the hope that you call us to and that you speak to us. God, I pray for verses to come alive in the Bible. You would direct them to them to to speak directly to the situations they're in, God. And I pray for friendships that we would have the courage to, to speak this to our friends and they would have the courage to speak truth to us, God. And I just thank you for what you're doing in us, God. Help us to to believe bigger. Help us not to get trapped in this idea of unbelief and the symptom of complaining, God. I think there's another way that you have for us, God. And I think that we can trust you in all things, even the worst things, God. You want to turn them for good, God. And you want to uh, bring joy out of them. You want to bring 
perseverance out of them. You want to strengthen us through them, God. And I, I thank you that you are doing that work. You are so good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.